This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, the business station. Hello. Um, welcome back to A Bit of Culture with myself, Cam Ruslan. It has been a bit of a break, quite literally, because I broke my leg. And you would have thought that shouldn't stop me recording. Uh, but I'm I'm a real baby, and it did. So for a couple of weeks, I, I, I was unable to uh, attend to A Bit of Culture. But we're back. We're, and uh, this week, our two guests are... Back by popular demand, he is a journalist, he's a filmmaker, he's a parent, which will be important. He is Zan Asli. Hello. Hello, Zan. And she is a producer at BFM, and she shaved her head two months ago for charity. You can't see this at home, folks, but her hair is coming back nicely. She is Danya Naya. Hi, good to be back. Good to have you. Are you happy with the way your hair is going? Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm waiting for the girls to come back. So not really, but you know what? Got to be patient. So it's all good. Yeah, you have, you have. Yeah. Don't watch it. <laughs> I think that's <laughs> the key. So our three topics are topic number one is being an athletics parent. Topic number two is KL is pedestrian and disabled unfriendly. But what does that say about us as a culture? And finally, topic number three, um, I was going to say it's things were better in the old days, but no, it's uh, it's uh, how nostalgia is ruining pop culture. So, uh, Zan, you are the parent of athletic children. Uh, yes, uh, it's quite stressful. I've got three kids, right? Um, the, the ages are 11, 7 and 3. So the two older ones are starting to, you know, they're going to school, they're being exposed to a lot of things. And um, one of the things that uh, they really like doing, the two older ones, and especially my eldest, is... Uh, sports. She seems to be a very physical person. Um, and she does athletics. She runs the 200-meter sprint. She does the 400-meter relay. Um, she does the high jump. She does the long jump. Uh, she she was recently uh, given the award of uh, Ola Ragawati Harapan for the year in her school. right? Uh, and, and she's also into gymnastics. Uh, she's into basketball. Uh, and wow. my, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. This, this doesn't go on anymore, does it? I'm exhausted just <laughs> <laughs> and, and my younger one, the seven year old, uh, she just got into primary school and suddenly she's being selected to represent the house, a class in again in the 80 meter sprint, in uh, the, the long jump. She, she's doing a lot of things. Um, and uh, I'm as a parent, uh, you, you try to encourage that. They really like what they're doing. So I take her for training. I take her for classes. Uh, uh, my wife and I have enrolled both of them into uh, the gymnastics uh, class, a gymnastics uh, class. Um, my, my elder one wants to go into basketball. So I, I found a, a basketball academy run by a few friends of mine. Uh, so we're trying to find time for that. And yeah, I mean, I've been to, uh, I, I've been to their, their competitions, seen their races. Um, and it's a lot to handle as a parent, right? Because... You want to encourage and give them confidence, but you also want to show that, hey, you may be good, but you still need to bring yourself down. <laughs> because like athletics, for example, she's competing in the school and she's like a champion in the school. She beats everyone, right? Mm. But then I'm, you know, if you go out, once you represent the district or the state, there's going to be so many other people who's going to be better than you. And she's oh, so she hasn't there, experienced you know? failure yet. She has not. She has not experienced failure yet. So we... After the sports day in school, she was like twirling around all her medals, you know, she's like, <laughs> medals, you know. And my wife and I are like, hey, Athena, 
Chill, relax, okay? You haven't mm. gone, you know, district level yet. State level, national level. And she's like, oh, I'm going to go to the Olympics. Oh, yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> but recently, she entered a gymnastics competition, right? And <clears throat> she got <clears throat> number 23 out of 30. So <laughs> that's her individual ranking. But she won the bronze uh, in the team category. That's team, and, though. She was being carried by her teammates. Yeah, 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 yeah. She was the dead weight. Before this, in her relay team, in her 200-meter relay team, she was the anchor runner and she said she was carrying the team. But now... now, The tables have turned. The tables have turned. It really brought it down. So, like, right now, my wife and I are trying to talk to her. You see, you may be good, but you still need to work hard, Right. Yeah. And it's also stressful because when you go to all these competitions, you see parents, some parents are really, really into it. Like during the gymnastics competition, there was this mother sitting next to me. She was screaming down onto the floor at her daughter because the daughter didn't want to warm up. And she was just going, warm up, warm up. You don't warm up. You're going to lose. You're going to lose. And she was just screaming like 10 minutes of that. Even, I, I don't know. Yeah. No, you wait, Zan. You'll be that too. <laughs> when when she goes to the national level, you will be, and she's at the Olympics. <laughs> yeah man you're gonna be a stage mom stage dad yeah. <laughs> no I, I i'm very vocal at these events i'm the one shouting her name i'm the loudest i'm screaming when she's running i'm running at the side you know at the side of the track uh, i'm oh, that really? kind of partner yeah, yeah, yeah. oh she you're so me. embarrassing so <laughs> i'm very that's that's the point initially i thought i was gonna embarrass her but then she came back and she said you know what all my other friends' fathers, they don't do that. So you're pretty cool. She said that oh, to me. Wow. I'm like, whoa. Wow. <laughs> so you won the gold medal. But, I did. Uh, Danya, Danya, were you a, a sporty kid? Uh, I was. Um, I, I was actually a representative for badminton when I was in uh, high school, in secondary school. So I, representative for the school or for the nation? What, uh, for, what? No, for the school, for the school. Oh, right, okay. I did not, you know, go beyond <laughs> that. Okay. Um, but I did like go for like uh, badminton training outside of school and things like that. And like, were your parents uh, there all the time, or they just sort of like, oh, what do you do? Oh, whatever. They were kind of just like, we'll drop you off. Just call us. Your dad. <laughs> <laughs> really? I think if my dad had more time, he would be the one who would you know, sort of push like, why aren't you practicing enough and you know, why have you only won this kind of many matches? My mom was very supportive about it. She was more of like, as long as you're enjoying it, you can keep doing it. Um, but I don't think any of them had any sort of, well, I don't think they expected anything else of me beyond just competing at school. Um, but also probably because I started that quite late. I think if I had started that in like primary school or at a younger age, maybe. But I think when you start off in secondary school, it's a bit too late, I guess, in terms of sporting uh, to sort of reach that kind of level. I would have loved to have like done more with it though. Yeah, but I mean like... Your face in a box of a Milo box, you know? Yeah. <laughs> but Zan, I, I mean, how, how, yeah, like following on from what, what Daniel was saying, how encouraging are you? Are you sort of thinking, hey, my kids can go to the Olympics. My kids can make a career out of this. Are you just thinking, because that's what they're thinking. Or are you just thinking, it's good for them now, they'll have fun, and then they'll go and be an accountant. <laughs> oh, no, 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 definitely. When I look at my kids, I have all these hopes and dreams, you know, things that I couldn't do. <laughs> no, but, but, but we, we never, we never, I, I never tell them to go practice, go train, train harder. We don't really say that to them. It's like up to them. Yeah, they enjoy it. They're so young, you know, they might lose interest in the next two years. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but my, 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 I was terrible at sports. My brother, though, was very good at rugby. And um, the one occasion that my mother went to watch him play, 
he got tackled and he got paralyzed and he was crawling off the pitch and my mother was just horrified like what are you doing to my baby (laughs) (laughs) stop everything but no they didn't care it's like you know okay if he can just crawl off the pitch he's still alive you know and he, and he ended up in hospital for like a week or so, paralyzed from the waist down. My God, yeah, he's yeah. fine now, right? He's fine now. So, Zana, you prepared because you know gymnastics is, um, it's you know, it's potentially quite dangerous. It is not. Look, um, I, I was quite, I was quite athletic uh, when I was younger in school in university as well. So I've suffered some injuries, not serious injuries, but I know how it goes and. I think I know how to treat it as well. She's had some sprains here and there, nothing major. And I know how to ice it for her, tell her to keep the weight off and things like that. Should be all right, la. <laughs> Did you watch the movie with uh, the Williams sisters and their father? Came out no, recently? I, I, I mean to, I want to, but not yet, no. Yeah, maybe you shouldn't. I'm going to be like Michael Jackson's father, you know? Not not a parenting role model, um, <laughs> but you know one one thing I I I did have to do athletics at school. I actually really enjoyed it, but um, I was really really terrible. I was I was last. I was consistently the last in everything, and I would try so hard. And they would always pit me against the second to last kid. And and when you're young, you said two hundred meters. That's like a marathon when you're like seven years old. Um, and the whole week I'd be thinking about how I'm going to do that race and then I'd lose. And, and I had to, I had to face failure at a, a consistent failure and kind of failure where, you know, you can't, there's nothing you can do about it. You're just like, not good at this, but you're, built you're character, built character, Jen. yeah, you're only saying that because your, <laughs> your child wins everything. <laughs> Actually, I kind of despise you. <laughs> <laughs> But it's a, it's a healthy way to face failure, and yeah. also like the way like it is, yeah. That that whole sort of like tension of going into a match, it's sort of healthy to release it in a physical way as well. So I think it's it's it works both ways, you know. You do you learn how to sort of deal with anxiety and like deal with failure at the same time. So I yeah. think it's a good thing. even if even if you know they don't end up being Olympic athletes, you know, it is character building. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah 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 no and i'm I'm really glad that i did have those years where i was really busting my lungs and like running i'm sure it it does something um okay well well Zan, uh well good luck with uh little nadia binti asli <laughs> nadia binti komenech asli i don't know I how know. it works <laughs> that's the name that my mother keeps repeating to her <laughs> yeah does she watch like nadia komenech and stuff does she I, maybe, maybe my my wife has shown it to her. But yeah. <laughs> I yeah. show I show her, you know, Carl Lewis and Ben Johnson, and yeah. <laughs> no, not Ben Johnson. <laughs> no, yeah, not, not Ben Johnson. No, 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 not Ben. Sorry, sorry, not Ben. Yeah, Johnson. yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Oh, we'll check. We'll check in on on how it's progressing and how <laughs> the steroid. I, I believe she will be an Olympian. I already believe it. <laughs> uh, that'd be great. That'd be great if we uh, if we were in the ground floor. Okay, so we will move on though, and uh, to the opposite end of things <laughs> injuries um which is that Kuala Lumpur is pedestrian and disabled unfriendly and uh, what does that say about us as a culture i i've always been looking out for this but you know since i i damaged my leg and i'm hobbling around really aware of the design of Kuala Lumpur and its buildings um the public kind of buildings shopping malls etc but also housing 
and consistently the design factors out the disabled. And when you go between buildings, my God, the streets out there factor out pedestrians. <laughs> you know, you you you're on your own. Um, I I broke my ankle and I should recover quite well. A friend of mine was simply walking down Jalampong simply walking along a very fit healthy person falls over because the roads are terrible fractures his leg from five places mm. yeah and just because it's just terrible so um I, I do wonder what does it say about us as a culture because there are other places i'm sure we've all traveled to places where some places are worse um some places are better is this a deliberate ignoring of an entire demographic by planners, architects in this country, are we just so utilitarian that we think that once a person cannot function properly, they just don't count? Or is it just laziness? I mean, is it just like, oh, I, I don't think about it. What, what, what do you think? Do you think we're deliberately being cruel here? Don? Uh, I think we just don't think about it. I think we just don't really care. It's not a concern of ours if we are not the ones being affected. So, yeah, I don't think we're deliberately, I don't think Malaysian society is deliberately being evil. <laughs> it's just they don't, they just don't think about it. Yeah. 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 Daniel? Yeah. I mean, it's kind of in the same line, you know, out of sight, out of mind kind of thing. I think, especially when you think about uh, the disabled community, especially, I think a lot of people find that uncomfortable to think about they don't really want to address it because they are they don't know how to deal with someone who's disabled so they don't really think about you know how do they get around are the facilities that we have friendly towards them and i think i mean I, and in terms of the people who are planning our cities i don't think there is like an agenda to like ignore them or or make the place you know less pedestrian friendly but i think there's definitely been a focus towards as long as we have roads for cars, nothing else matters, really, because that's what, you know, you have a car that's sort of a, a symbol of success, I guess. You know, like the more successful we are as a country, the more roads we have, the more cars we can drive. But we don't really think about, you know, having people being able to like cross the street or cross from one building to another, mm -hmm. regardless whether you're disabled or not. So I think right now there's been sort of a bit of a wake-up call in that sense. I think there are some states trying to like have more places be more walkable friendly i'm not sure about disabled friendly yet but walkable friendly is something that they're thinking yeah, about yeah yeah you know I mean, but, that'd, be, that'd be a start yeah, yeah. But like yeah I, I think there's still a lot more that we have to talk about and plan in terms of making things friendly for the disabled community anyway I, I've, I've also noticed another thing which is uh, and i don't think this is a coincidence that um a design feature you constantly find in malaysia is uh steps you you go to a building and you got to make steps up. Now it's completely unnecessary. <laughs> you you could build the building flat to the ground, but we don't here because when it rains a lot, and so we think about flooding. But I cannot also help but think about the 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 kampong house, the kampong house that has especially then it has the the steps which would have the the expensive tiles. It'd be a very grand, beautiful thing to show off, and I think that we we deliberately replicate that thing because you go to other countries if you go to for instance indonesia it's a it it's not fully flat but they do design instinctively they design flatter to the ground and, and I, I just wonder I'm, I, I i don't think i'm imagining it uh we seem to have a lot of unnecessary steps yes 
You look at the Malaccan house, right? The Malaccan yeah. Kampong house. Yeah, it's a symbol. It's almost like a status symbol. Um, have steps. Yeah, like like the Kampong house that my father used to grow up in, in, in Joe, they had big steps too, right? And you would have all these old folks who can't climb the steps. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they go to the back though. The back, the back entrance, that's ground level and you can walk in. <laughs> yeah, you go to the back. You guys go to the back, you know, we will take our high raya picture in the front. <laughs> <laughs> But, you know, I mean, I, I have been, though, to cities where, and I've noticed how um, they have designed it for for everybody to be able to use. Now, it doesn't mean that everybody uh, is disabled in that city, but it, it's a mark of respect to other people. It, it's not my problem, but I am glad that it is solving somebody else's problem. And we don't encourage that kind of thinking here, I don't think. Yeah, but like Daniel says, I think things are changing a little bit. Um, I, I don't know, you, you know, KLCC, the, the 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 shopping center there, right? You've got these lifts in the center, and it's always crowded. And if you are in a wheelchair or you're old or you're, you know, uh, pushing a pushing a stroller, baby stroller, or you have children, um, it's hard to get into these lifts to go up and down. Uh, then they started stationing um security guards in the lifts to stop people from coming in if there are wheelchairs there or the strollers there. Uh, now, the, the, the security guards are gone uh, mm-hmm. and there are signs there to say it. And I think it's slowly rubbing off. La. They've conditioned people to do that now, slowly. La. Mm, okay. Well, that's good. But um, the pedestrian, though, Danya, you mentioned it just now. You, you're saying that it, you think it's just it's lazy, lazy thinking as opposed to a deliberately malicious thought i do yeah i don't think i don't think i think it's deliberately malicious <laughs> no it's punishment it's like oh you don't have a car too, too bad, bad. <laughs> too bad you don't count you're taking a bus what the hell are you no, I, mean, I i understand because um some on the days when i don't have a car and i walk from the bfm office i have to walk basically it's just like a jalan from uh Naraken heading towards wanutama and like there's no real proper walkway there and every time like i walk by dad it's like are you sure it's safe and then it's all the thing so you know like it's what if someone comes and like you know there's like a snatch theft that happens and all this kind of thing so it really isn't there's all places where it's not friendly to walk but i don't think people did it on purpose it's just more of the fact like they didn't think they could have this kind if if you don't think that's that's a I mean, if not thinking is a deliberate, like you I should be thinking. I mean, I mean, I don't think they didn't think about it. I'm not going to think about them now. <laughs> yeah. I'm just more of like they they should have done it, I and mean, they could have done it, but they didn't do it. It wasn't like they deliberately said we're not going to think about these people because they're unimportant. I, I think they, I think they do. But Danya, I want to, I want to end with you. I want to ask you one question, yes. which is another thing which really gets me annoyed is uh, toilets, women's toilets, right? Yeah. Women's toilets should be double the size of yes. men's toilets. <laughs> yes, they the, should. They should be at least double because the amount of times you see, I mean, I see, you know, women queuing and men just popping in and out. Yeah. Yes, every public toilet I've been to, I don't think I can even tell you if there was a time when there, the toilet was empty. There, I always had to queue. Oh my God, yes. This is something that we should put in the election manifesto. <laughs> but the majority of architects are male. Oh God, that's true. That's so why... it's, just, it's just simpler being male, Cam. Come on, you go in, shake and go out. That's it. I, I'm absolutely, son. I mean, I wouldn't have it any other way, but... but... <laughs> But at the same time, it's an insult. It's an 
it's an insult to to women because it it's so simple. Everyone's and oh, we should just make the double size. Yeah, I know, but no, <laughs> but no. Yeah, you see, yeah, now now you now you think it might be deliberate, <laughs> not just not just lazy thinking. Ah, they're on my side. Um, okay, well, so uh, you know, if you're out there uh, and you're involved in, in in town planning, or if you're involved in design, please think of think of the pedestrian. <laughs> Think of the person who doesn't have a car. And also the women. Think of uh, the women. <laughs> yeah, think of the women. Um, okay, so in a moment, though, we're going to be thinking of the past, which is always a pleasure for me, uh, when we ask the question, is nostalgia destroying pop culture here on A Bit of Culture on BFM 89.9? And we're back with myself, Cam Ruslan, Danya Nye, and Zan Asli. And now, Danya, um, I'm very intrigued by this, is nostalgia destroying pop culture? Yeah, so I started thinking about this because I, I learned about the 20-year rule. I don't know if you guys have heard about this, but apparently, like, basically, like, a culture that happens, like, I'm in the 90s. So 20 years after that, everything that was popular in the 90s comes back. So it's around oh. around this time, really. Um, so I just learned about this, and I was just sort of thinking about it because all the things that I used to love as a kid, they're sort of remaking it. I guess, I think, I guess the easiest way to think about it is through mo- movies. Like, they're remaking... Law of the Rings has the Ring of Power series. They're talking about doing another Harry Potter series. You know, all the Star Wars remakes, all of that's technically not my era, but, you know, all of those things happening. So I was just sort of thinking whether we, because we are so beholden to the past and we keep making content or churning out products that are similar to the past that we are sort of stuck and we can't move on, I guess. And with movies especially, I I say it's ruining pop culture because... You try and recreate something that the watcher or the viewer is like is connected to so deeply that it can never live up to the original, and you end up producing a product that's less than, if I can say that. Um, hmm. And in that sense, I think sort of you're sort of ruining a space where you could have had new content or new product that you know we could have enjoyed altogether instead of just ruining an experience for someone. If that makes sense, I don't know if. We can say the same about music and things like that, because even if those styles come back, I think there's sufficient differences between artists not to ruin it. But I think especially with film and TV, maybe books, I'm not sure. Books has always have like a, especially in the, uh, you know, the young adult section, there's all of churning out of similar themes as well. So I wonder if you guys have had those sort of experience where maybe there was a movie that you loved or a book that you loved and they tried to recreate something like that and you were like, Why? Why ruin something that I loved so much? You know, he's calling us all, Cam. No, he's calling us all. <laughs> and I, I, I wear that as a badge of honor. Um, but so, Danny, I just want to just clarify. So, you're a teenager. You're saying you're a teenager in the nineties. Oh no, I that was in the nineties. I was a kid. I was a kid. You're a kid. I, went, so, I was born in ninety three. Oh, you're born in ninety three. Oh, so you 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 have no particular connection to the nineties then at all. You don't have any memory or care. I mean, I mean. In like the late nineties, yes, but the early nineties, there's zero. But okay. you know, but like things like even like Star Wars is not nineties era, obviously. But like even that, I can't think about the new trilogy. I refuse to acknowledge it. I refuse. Really? Like if anyone, yeah. If anyone uh, talks to me, I'll be like, "What do you mean the one with you know the most uh, recent one with?" Really? Uh, yeah. Well, because you like. The the nineteen seventies one, the original. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. All right. I love that, and like the recent one ruined Luke Skywalker for me. 
Don't right. get me started, Cam. I- okay, I, no, I won't. I'm not going to. I'm not. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Zand, have you uh, have you noticed uh, the return of yesteryear clogging yes. up our cultural landscape? Yes, and I am enjoying it because that twenty year rule is applying to me now. Everything that I enjoyed in my late teens and early twenties is coming back, and like, I'm like, loving like it. Like what? Like what? Like Pop Gun. Oh my oh. God, Top Gun Maverick. It was way better than the 1986 Top Gun. I cried about 75% of the whole movie. I kept on crying and crying and crying. And spoiler, I thought Tom Cruise died and I cried. And then he came back to life and I cried again. So, so I am enjoying this nostalgia thing. Top Gun is an anomaly, son. Top Gun is like one in a million. Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventures, they uh, came out again. Oh my God, 30 years after, their children now are traveling through time. Oh my God, I enjoyed it but, so much. Hang on, hang on. Out. <laughs> uh, I, I'm, I'm trying to remember, Top Gun came out in the 80s though, didn't it? Yeah, yeah, so that one went over the the twenty okay, years. Okay, so I was going to mention last year. <laughs> I was going to mention Matrix, but that was that was later, wasn't it? That was after your time, really, kind of thing. If you know what I mean. Matrix but, was in you know, but Danya, yeah. but twas ever thus. Uh, you know, one of the great um, fascinating stories of uh, our times is the story of MGM Studios. They were the hugest, the biggest in 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 the states. Now they simply don't exist. Mm-hmm. Um, they they get a credit for doing James Bond movies. They have a couple of a couple of things, but basically they're just a real estate company, and they fell apart because they simply couldn't catch up with the times, and they kept remaking um, glories from the past. And the classic one is Ben Hur. They actually did pretty well out of it. So you get Ben Hur, Ben Hur, Ben Hur every twenty odd years, and 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 also it's because. The, the executives are like, well, that was successful back then. Let's do it again. We own the rights, so it's cheap. Let's do it again. And, but also, people like Zan, Zan's age group, are now the people who are actually the decision makers. And they're thinking back, well, I loved Top Gun back in the past. Let's make Top Gun again. Yes! Yes! <laughs> so, Danya, in about five to ten years' time, you'll be the top um. uh, person. So what are you going to remake? I, I don't want to. This is the whole point. I you don't want to. I don't. Because you see, <laughs> the thing with, with movies and things as well, I wonder how well we can keep selling nostalgia because especially if you think about like film and TV, you have Netflix, you have Disney Plus, you have all those streaming platforms. You can revisit everything that you love. So to me, when they want to continue continue something that was previously done or remake something, it doesn't make sense to me. Because mm. it's already there. Like, I already have access to it. So why would I want to go and pay for something new that's the same thing that I watched before, you know? So that's why I wonder whether, like, at some point, we are going to have to stop rehashing things. I think a, a good way of, like, playing with nostalgia is, like, Stranger Things. I think Stranger mm. Things is a really good way of doing that because it's original content, but there's also callbacks to the 80s and things like that. But it's not a remake of something. So I'm why can't we just keep doing that you know like why why do we have to ruin you know don't fix something that isn't broken no need no none of these remakes i, I think i agree with that i agree with that because in the late 90s there was a 70s show and it's, you know there's nostalgia for the 70s it was an original content even top gun also it's original content it's a continuation it's not a remake i think i agree with you there no need remakes. No, yeah, i'm yeah. with you Daniel, actually, I'm, I am. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm fully on board with this i do also see a lot of um uh 
remake type things. And I wonder why, why are you doing this? It's simply because you already own the rights and you're just being lazy because <clears throat> there's no need for the, the times are not demanding uh, a remake of friends. <laughs> you know? <laughs> no. you know? uh, but I don't know if that's like, I, I don't know if like, because the 20 year rule is kind of like, I'm experiencing that right now. So I don't know if like, I just feel like nostalgia is really strong at this time. I don't know if there's something the pandemic contributed to or like, is it just like the time for me to be nostalgic? But it really just feels to me like everyone is super, super nostalgic. We're rewatching the same things over and over again that we felt comforted to watch when we were kids. Like, I don't, do you guys feel that? Do you guys feel like you're nostalgic all the time these these days? Well, I do. I, I feel nostalgic all the time. I think it's... <laughs> yeah. like, the, nostalgia is my middle name. Mohammed Ritzwan. Nostalgia being Ruslan. It's on my birth cert. Um, no, uh, yeah, but but actually, again, towards ever thus. It's um, I I like to I really love watching um, TCM this this Turner Classic Movie Channel, which has all these old movies. And if you look at the subject matters that to movies that they were making in the nineteen thirties, uh, which are ancient ancient history now, of course, but you look at what they were wanting to make then, I found that invariably um, people want to make. Uh, want to investigate the the landscapes and timescapes of their grandparents. Um, we do often, you said 20-year rule, but there's also a kind of like a 50-year rule. Uh, we don't necessarily want to check out our parents' time because they're just like so uncool. <laughs> um, but but they want to go back to the grandparents' time. That, 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 it's, it's, already, it's always there. You always keep going back. I mean, you know, Star Wars when it came out was shockingly modern and everything, but it was it was also nostalgia. It was nostalgia for the for the Saturday matinee news um, shows from the the 30s, and it was nostalgia for cowboys and Indians and stuff. It was everything. Nostalgia is already built in all the time. Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess I guess what I'm saying is there's a there's a good way to do it because I think a lot of the content that 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 is, you know, selling on nostalgia, it's mainly a money grab kind of situation. And that's my problem with it. I think people, if you want to redo it, make sure you're doing it for the right reasons, basically. Like, don't do it just because you know you're going to be able to get an audience for, like, content that's really low quality. Um, that's the thing. I think if you can, if you feel like you can do something because the technology is better and you can make it better or the you have a storyline that sort of can grow off of it, something that's original, then fine. But, but if it's just you wanting to make more money, then there's no point. There's no point. I mean, besides the money, I guess that's the point. But... Yeah, I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> the entertainment industry, you know? Like, yeah, we want to make money? No, that's wrong. <laughs> Danya Naya says. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, what, what are the most egregious bad examples? I'm thinking, like, is there been a bit like Buffy, the Vampire Slayer remake or... Uh, it's it's coming, Cam. Uh, I'm I sure. read about that. It is, Don't it's say coming. that. Don't <laughs> yeah. my dreams. Why would you need a a Buffy remake? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, I no, actually, Daniel, I'm with you, but um, but fortunately, you're you're fighting a losing battle. But uh, I, you just say twenty year rule. I point out that people my age were absolutely out of the loop 
So our 20 years, et cetera, has just dropped off the horizon. And it's, uh, you know, we, we scramble around to find old stuff. But enough about my sadness. <laughs> uh, uh, okay, we, we, we must wrap that one up. But um, we'd like, I'd like to move on to uh, the final show, recommendations. We recommend something that we think might be of interest. And Zan goes first. Uh, I, I, I guess because of nostalgia and because of sports and because of injury, I want to recommend everybody out there who, uh, to, to, to try something that they used to do when they were younger and they haven't done in a long time to try to do it again. Because recently, uh, I like to play basketball. I used to be a very competitive basketball player. Uh, I joined a competition, and I haven't played in a competition for almost 20 years. And I had to compete with people like 20 years old, 21 years old, one half my age, right? Uh, And uh, it was great. I got bronze. I won third place. Uh, And and even though my body hurt for the next two weeks, uh, but I, I don't know. It made me feel nostalgic. <laughs> so I would recommend everybody to try to do something that they used to do when they were much younger and see how it feels. <laughs> you, you got bronze. I bet your daughter was disgusted. <laughs> like, yeah. You know, a no father yeah, of mine. Yeah. Don't talk you know, to I, me. I, I know. I don't know I you. I came back and I showed her, you're the, you're the only one with a medal, you know? And it's like, <laughs> bronze. That's bronze, Pops. That's bronze. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay. All right. Danya, would you, you be tempted to do, I, I can't think off the top of my head. I just broke my ankle because I was attempting to be an 11 year old schoolgirl again and do gymnastics. And so I'm not quite sure if I want to do that again. Um, but what I mean, would you I'd do, like, Danya? I'd like to, to go back to the part of my childhood where I had no responsibility. <laughs> Yeah, do that again. Yeah, let's do, let's that, do again. that again. Let's do the one where all you have to worry about is homework, and then you can go out and play. I'd like to do that again. Let's have yeah. a day of that, guys. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right. Well, well, you you be careful now, Zan. All right. Um, <laughs> you are not. You're not I'm as not. young as you used to be. No, no, I'm not. I know. I know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. Well. All right. Well, go. So go out and do what you did back in the day, and do do it again. Okay, so uh, my recommendation is a book. Uh, here, uh, people at home can't hear, uh, see this, but your your children, your kids, your, my um, kids are popping their heads into the. Yeah. <laughs> These are the the athletes. The are they? Yeah, yeah, the older one. Yes. Right. And so my recommendation is a book. Uh, it's called "The Story of Russia," and it's by a uh, Russian uh, historian of Russia, Orlando Figues, uh, which I think is a Portuguese name. Um, F-I-G-E-S and he's written a book uh, he's written many books about the history of Russia but this one he and it's very pertinent to our times now sort of discovered that the history that Russians tell themselves about their own history is completely different from the history that the rest of the world calls the history of Russia and in, in the Russian mind there's a lot of myth and just pure fiction and uh, I mean, I guess it's true for every culture. You know, you you make up a a, a story that that you want to believe in. So it's just really fascinating to sort of compare compare the the Russian idea of themselves and everybody else's idea. Because my knowledge of Russian history is very good, but I suspect that if I were to talk to a Russian, it would be we would be talking about two different very different places. So, um, and he's a really great historian, Orlando Fijes. Um, so yeah, the story of Russia very good uh danya what have you got all right i guess uh, in the spirit of nostalgia um 
I'm going to recommend a movie. <laughs> oh. Um, it's a 2019 movie and I've just watched it because I'm slow. Um, you're going to like this one, Cam, because I'm going to recommend Yesterday. Um, <laughs> it's basically... Mm-hmm. Oh, you're not a fan? I'm not okay. a fan, actually. <gasps> okay. All right. But I'm going to recommend Yesterday. It's a movie... Um, I guess inspired by the Beatles. It's about what would happen to the world if uh, the Beatles hadn't existed. Um, And for some reason, everyone forgets about the Beatles and only one guy remembers it and he starts playing Beatles music um, as his own. Um, And I just like it because I just like listening to all the music again. And it's always nice to hear someone else sort of sing it, I guess, interpret Beatles music, I guess. Are you not a fan of that, Cam? No, no, I am. I I love the Beatles. My absolute obsession in life is the Beatles. Yes. Um, So whenever something Beatles-y turns up, I, I... I can be very prickly and kind of snobbish about it, but um, and in this instance, I, I it, it's actually the production company working title films. I don't like them because they they just pick off, uh, they they find things which the the world or especially America finds interesting about Britain, and then they make a movie about that. I see. Okay. Okay. Yeah, and then also in the case of the Beatles, you if you if you actually have it about the Beatles, mm. uh, uh, then that costs a lot of money. But if you just have some complete unknown person singing Beatles songs, then that's a darn sight cheaper. Mm. So, <laughs> so they 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 just it was just a calculation made on the back of an envelope and it's like, hey, let's make this movie. <laughs> and uh yeah, there you go. Right, hey, well, it's, it's not bad. It's not bad. Yeah, it's still good. And and if you love Beatles music, then you know you'll enjoy the film as well. Um yeah. and it's a good cast as well. And I, I think the storyline's it's decent. The storyline's decent. So I would recommend that anyway because I enjoyed it on the weekend. Yeah. And the songs in their original form are fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> They're the best. Yes, watch the film and then listen to the original Beatles songs. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, so Daniel, you're you you are a fan of the Beatles? I am a fan of the Beatles. Yes. Oh, good, good, good. Uh, Zan, uh, are you? Are you a fan? Yes, yes, I, I am a fan of the Beatles. I love the Beatles. And yeah. and your kids are they? Uh, are they? In, have they been introduced to the wonders of the Beatles? Yes, yes, they have been listening to the Beatles and all the songs up to the nineties, and it stops there. So. <laughs> <laughs> it stops. It's like yes. a grinding halt. It comes to a grinding halt in 2001. Stops. <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. Uh, those children are going to be great. So, um, <laughs> well, that brings us to the end of this week's show. And I would like to thank Zan Asli and his children in the background. <laughs> yes, you're welcome. My kids, they're making a lot of noise. Yes. <laughs> yeah. He's having to go on mute. Um, thank you, Zan. And also thank you uh, to Danya Nair. Thank you. It was fun as always. Uh, it's great to have you here. And I'm looking forward to seeing how the hair develops. Yes, yes. And in the future, uh, Zan will be uh, keeping us updated on the uh, developments with the daughter and the winning of the medals. And he the will medal tally, medal tally for the medal tally. <laughs> yeah. And he'll be that parent. <laughs> <laughs> Until then, though, uh, thank you very much. And please join us next week for another exciting episode of A Bit of Culture here on BFM 89.9. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.